designers and curious minds. Ever wondered about the stories hiding within your building's walls? I'm Carrie Seaburn, structural engineer and host of Unstruct, the podcast that decodes and simplifies major concepts of structural design. Behind the math and physics, structural engineering simply predicts building behavior. Join me as we simplify the complex, making structural design accessible to everyone. Nowadays, instead of measuring it via cost, we're saying, well, what about carbon, you know? We've got two levers now that we can, if if an architect has an inefficient design, we can hit them with two levers if you like. (laughs) The official casualty figure is 55,000. Everybody I talked to told me that the actual figure is at least three times as much. And I believe that. I mean, seeing what I saw, Turkish codes are good and, and they have been improving, but compliance was completely lacking. Fluent in steel, concrete, masonry, and timber design, I'll bring you leading engineers to dissect the tails behind their building structure. Whether you're an architect, contractor, engineer, or just love a good story, this podcast is for you. Yeah, beam penetrations. That's a fun topic on this project. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Unstruct. From within your walls, hear the story behind how your building stands today. Hello, hello. Welcome to Tangible Remnants. I'm Nikita Reed, and this is my show where I explore the interconnectedness of architecture, preservation, sustainability, race, and gender. I'm excited that you're here. So let's get into it. Episode 9. Welcome back to another episode, and thank you all for your patience as I took a little bit of a mental health break after the 2020 U.S. election. It was rough for me, as I'm sure it was rough for many Americans and probably people all over the world watching everything unfold. One of the quotes that came to mind as I was seeing the various ways that heavily Black districts and counties were trying to be disenfranchised by the Trump administration or QAnon or the various conspiracy theories um, was this quote by W.E.B. Du Bois that says, one ever feels his two-ness, an American, a Negro, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled strivings, two warring ideals in one dark body whose dogged strength alone keeps it from being torn asunder. I think what makes the voter fraud claims so infuriating for me is that in court, the president's lawyer said it wasn't a fraud case. Chris Krebs, the national security guy, said it was, who was a Trump appointee, said that the, that election was the most secure. And so basically, the conspiracy theories are really just coming down to racism. Like at the root cause of it, it's rather they're trying to disenfranchise the vote in black and brown areas because they're trying to make the case that those areas would be the ones that are the most mismanaged and have the most trouble because those people are the ones that cause all the problems. And so just the inherent underlying racism and all that is really infuriating. I had to sit with that for a while because it was with all of the things that have gone on this year and all of the various systems that have been disrupted Sitting with that and recognizing both how far we've come as a country when it comes to race relations, as well as how far we haven't come and how much further we still have to go was something that was needed 
time. So anyways, thank you for bearing with me and uh, my uh, my two-week posting stretched out to like five or six weeks, but I'm back. And I'm excited because I have some really great content that's going to start coming out weekly in January. So for this episode, I figured I would share some of my favorite things that got me through 2020. And they are a random list of things. So from my favorite book to favorite TV show, uh, favorite organizations, as well as favorite conference. I figured I'd keep the list short and just do you know, my top five as opposed to top 10 or something like that. I'll be sure to include links to all of these in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And someone asked me recently, how do you actually see the show notes? So if you're using Apple Podcast, and I think this should be the same for most of the podcast players, just hit the details button when you go to the episode, I guess, guide. Uh, then that way you should be able to get to the show notes, which will take you to all of the links. The other option is you could also just Google Tangible Remnants podcast, and then you'll find the Buzzsprout page, which will then take you to all the show notes as well. This week's episode is sponsored by Smart Chief Architects. Smart Chief Architects is a course that I created to help architects better manage their small practices. And you can find out more information at www.smartsheetforarchitects.com. And if you enter in offer code TR podcast, as in tangible remnants podcast, then you can get 20% off any purchase on any of the courses. And without further ado, let's get into the show. So in this episode, I'm going to share a number of my favorite things. These are in no particular order, but I'll start with my favorite article, article from the year by Hop Hopkins entitled Racism is Killing the Planet. Hop Hopkins is the Director of Organizational Transformation for the Sierra Club. So it was interesting. I'm on the Sierra Club mailing list, but it's not something that I typically read frequently. And so um, I was surprised and impressed that this article left such an impression on me. But some of the quotes from the article are that you can't have climate change without sacrifice zones, and you can't have sacrifice zones without disposable people, and you can't have disposable people without racism. So there is that quote. And then the other quote, which deals a little bit even more specifically to the built environment, is that when a kid in East Oakland gets asthma from car pollution because her neighborhood is surrounded by freeways, that is white supremacy. And so I really thought this article did a great job of showing the ways that various built environment decisions and design implications are tied to racism and environmentalism and climate change. So it was a really great read with really great links and how things really are interconnected. So that was my favorite article for the year. My favorite TV show, without a doubt, like I was obsessed for this show to come out every single week, was Lovecraft Country on HBO. And I just I'm a huge sci-fi and historical fiction nerd. So the fact that uh, this show was able to blend both and the protagonist were mainly African Americans and it was set, it was set in the Jim Crow South in like the 1940s and 50s. Hands down, one of my favorite shows of the year. So I'd highly recommend checking that out if you haven't already. The book this year that impacted me the most and is quickly turning into one of my favorites is The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. In that book, it just, every time I read it, I have to go 10 to 20 pages at a time because I just get very angry seeing all of the injustice and indignities that so many Black people in the country had to go through because of the racist policies of the Federal Housing Administration and zoning commissions and neighbors and all that. It's just infuriating. But it's one of those things where 
I'm so grateful that the book exists because it does a really great job of documenting cause and effect and how housing has implicated education and jobs and community building and how it just has has so many different tentacles in our society. And throughout the entire time reading the book, I just kept wondering to myself, what would our country look like today if the people who ran the Federal Housing Administration and various zoning commissions weren't racist back when they were creating the the policies in the early 20th century, if there weren't so many different covenants and restrictions and all of the things. I know it is a not necessarily a fruitful exercise and a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, whatever, but it is sometimes fun to think about the alternate reality that we could be in if we actually had equality and if the system was actually designed to work for everyone. Uh, so two of the organizations that I've been really excited to be involved with this year are the National Organization of Minority Architects. NOMO was really able to be a leader in the design profession when the design profession was finally able to start looking at more of the racial justice issues. And so I've been really proud to be involved even just as a dues-paying chapter member in that organization this year. The other organization I've been really excited to be a part of is the Zero Net Carbon Club. And so this is an organization working to bring existing and heritage buildings into the climate action conversation. And so through that organization, there's been a lot of really great work done with the Climate Heritage Network and really talking about the fact that heritage structures and existing buildings really need to be involved in that climate structure when we're talking about decarbonization, electrification, climate action, and all of that. So those are my two favorite organizations. My favorite conference of the year was Dismantle Preservation, which happened over the summer. I, like many of you, attended numerous Zoom and GoToMeeting and Microsoft Teams virtual conferences throughout the year. And I'm so excited. Um, I have an interview with Sarah Marson coming up in a couple weeks. But this conference was so well done. It featured a diverse range of speakers from various allied fields within the preservation spectrum. And it was so well done. You would never know that it was really just Sarah doing it because she wanted to do it. It felt like it had the gravitas of a really big organization. So I am so excited that 2020 is coming to an end. I'm grateful to have survived 2020. Um, I'm physically safe, gainfully employed, healthy. So I'm very grateful to all of that. So as we are coming to the end of 2020, um, there's this post that I've been seeing floating around Facebook. It's been attributed to a couple different people, so I'm not quite sure who created it, but I'll read it because I thought it was poignant. So when 2020 rolls around and we talk about what a shit fest 2020 was and what even was that, the answer is plain on the pages of history. How and why we ended up here, it's all there waiting for you to connect the dots. And every time you reduce 2020 to just some awful, wild, miserable year, you are supporting the false and self-serving narrative of the people who dragged us here in the first place. So I'll repeat, 2020 was the culmination of 70 years of calcified post-war conservative politics, unchecked capitalist greed, and near-complete civic disengagement by the largest generation in recent history. It did not come from nowhere, and there are clear-cut roots. I saw that and wanted to share just as a reminder to myself and also to everyone that this wasn't a random year that we are doomed to repeat. We have options to design a better future. And so with that, I hope that everyone is taking care of themselves, wearing your mask, socially distancing, staying safe, um, and taking care of your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual selves. I wish you health, 
wealth, safety, and prosperity for 2021. Well, that concludes another episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, historic preservation is a present conversation with our past about our future. We don't inherit the earth from our parents, but we borrow it from our children. So let's make sure we're telling the inclusive history. Musical selections that you heard throughout the episode are from Sarah Gilberg's album, Other People's Secrets, which is available on Amazon and just about everywhere music is sold. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.